You're listening to the Zoe Turner Podcast, business and mindset conversations that will help you move from fear and uncertainty to development and growth so that you can crush both life and business. Please welcome your host, Zoe Turner. Today I am speaking to Dubai's premier mind shifter, Farah Kabir. Very happy to have her on the show today. So welcome, Farah. Thank you so much, Zoe. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Let's start this off talking about gratitude. There's a lot of people right now that are talking about what is what they don't have. Um, but I'd like to know what opportunities are you grateful for during this lockdown? Well, I only see the amazing shift that this particular moment in, in history actually has been bringing to us. Um, I won't lie, I mean, I love, I've been living by myself for over 20 years, so what other people call isolation to me has been my regular life. Um, however, it's true that I've never spent this much time in, in, in the longest, in such a long period at home, but I, I enjoying being in my space, I'm enjoying taking care of my space. I'm enjoying not having, I'm seeing a tremendous gain of time not having to travel to the office on a daily basis. So just daily, I gain an hour to an hour and a half that I can use efficiently for myself and for my business. Um, the other thing that this very particular time has been doing for myself and for my business is that it has pushed all of us to bring you know, the plan that was for 2021 to literally turn it around and do it immediately i was very comfortable and i love being with my clients life it's just it fills my soul to see them transform in front of my eyes so i kept on pushing the digital it used to, it used to be my peeve. i have people taking care of that like don't talk to me about it excellent <laughs> but the fact i had to adapt so quickly i just love the fact that now i'm able to record from home and i'm all super excited to shift all of our content and make it relevant for everything that's going on right now. The opportunity that this is bringing is tremendous for us and for most of our clients as well. It's just, it just takes a mindset and really the case to see it, to be able to keep the solution that this particular time has brought to us and adapt in the quickest way possible. And I really, Tremendously advise and recommend to everybody to adapt right now because with every crisis, the opportunities come much faster and are much bigger. The other thing that I love is what it's done to nature and what it's done to people. Like we are all connecting a lot more. Yes, it is via a screen, but how blessed are we that we're able to have all this technology available to us? Imagine if this had happened when we were born or when we were teens. It would have been a whole different ball game. So we have everything in our hands right now to move forward no matter what the circumstances are. And I'm very, very grateful that I'm pushed to extend myself and my business and my knowledge and take it to literally this century. Yeah, thank you so much for that. I loved um, the answer that you gave. Farah, you are Dubai's premier mind shifter. What is a mind shifter? What do you do? What is a mind shifter? That's a very good question. It's, um, it is a process that we have literally created. We created our own system. Um, and what I call the fast track to well-being, because my obsession has always been to not only have immediate and long-lasting results, but I was literally obsessed 
to be able to stay in this constant state of alignment and this constant state of balance and power, regardless of what I'm doing. I've worked on myself. I mean, I got into this, to be honest, for myself. I come from the very opposite of what I am today. I was suffering with depression. I've had a very, very tough life. From the moment I was born, I was abandoned. So I've been homeless more times than I can remember. And I really thought, because on top of it, I was um, rejected by society because of my appearances, because of my skin color, because of my name, because of my rebellious hair. So I really believed that I was completely worthless and abandonment and rejection was my daily mind. So when I realized that there is a way for someone like me, I became obsessed. I literally did everything in my power for 15 years. I traveled the world and learned from everyone uh, that was coming my way and did countless workshops and certified myself along the way. But the, the reason was to sort myself out. And when I did, it became very obvious to me that I couldn't keep this for myself. So what I've done, so I started initially when I tapped into what is called subconscious mind reprogram, and I was like, oh my God, this is so powerful, and this is the cherry on, on, from everything that I've learned. And initially, that's how I started. I started, because I'm, I'm a certified instructor in that, I started teaching people how to reprogram their subconscious mind, and I quickly realized that as much as, as tremendous as it is, it wasn't everything. It wasn't complete. I realized working with thousands of people that there was something very, very strongly missing. And that was everything that set in the conscious mind. So I came back and I went back for everything that I knew and I looked at how was I able to completely transform myself. No matter what was going on and what was happening in my life, I literally immediately just jump up and seek the solution, find the opportunity and create and transform everything on an immediate basis. And that's when I realized that it takes a complete rewiring, conscious and subconscious, to be able to have long-lasting results. Because once a mind is extended, it can never shrink back. It's almost like once you learn how to drive a car, you will never forget. And it's as simple as that. Once your mind has extended, it's a muscle that when it knows, when it perceives things differently, and when it's programmed differently, it never goes back. And this is how we, this is how we came up and we created our system. Thank you. Barry, you, you used a word then, and it was quickly. Now, I've been fortunate enough to see you at work, and I was quite astounded at how quickly you could get results in such a short space of time. Thank you. Yeah, it's always been my, it's always been my passion. I've always, I think the reason why I do this is that no one else has to go through 15 years to sort themselves out. Mm -hmm. And that's how I pulled out the most powerful and immediate tools I had throughout all of my learning and all the workshop and everything I've learned from my mentors and teachers. What is it about the techniques that you use that allow you to make changes so rapidly with your clients? Within the technique, I don't want to bore you a little bit too much with the processes, but within the technique... Um, a very strong, powerful tool that I, I don't see, I don't know many people that use is the subconscious mind reprogramming because everything starts from there. Everything, everything absolutely everything we are um, starts from the software in our minds. The software is our subconscious mind. So all the programs uh, that creates you are, that creates you as an individual. However, those programs, initially, the way we have learned it are through integrating our surroundings 
contradictory program. So our job is to see what's going on in, in your life on a conscious level, see where are the disimbalances, change your perceptions, reevaluate, disempower, and dis disintegrate literally how you perceive and how you view things, but adding up, reprogramming, and literally it's like an engineer going to the subconscious mind and changing the ones and the zero in a computer and being able to do that reprogramming in the subconscious mind and also give you tremendous and very different perception in the conscious mind is what has been the fastest and the most efficient way I've ever seen, to be honest. Why to change our, our tremendous... Oh, thank you for that. Why would somebody want to shift their mindset? I would say that if there's anything that's not working in our lives, mm. if there's anything that's not where we want it to be, it is always because the mind's the pathways in the mind and the wiring in the mind are creating those obstacles. Everything we are, everything we perceive, everything we feel starts in the mind. Absolutely everything. Every modality that is being tapped out there is always has the key and the actual engine to start everything happens right here in our brain. Our brain is the most powerful and the most tremendous engine we have available to ourselves. Sadly, it didn't come with the manual. Nobody told us how it works. And this is literally what we are here to teach and to work on our clients by creating new pathways, it is, you become unstoppable because you are the will in the way and everything starts in your head. Everything you see, everything you perceive, everything you analyze, everything you think always happens here. You cannot move a finger without unconsciously because you don't realize that you start by making a decision here and then your body moves. Farah, what do you think about the concept that life begins at the end of your comfort zone? Oh my God, I think it's, we're going to add it as a tagline. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> to be honest. And it is one of the reasons why a lot of people feel extremely uncomfortable right now. Everybody has been completely pushed out of their comfort zone. And this, um, it comes again from a subconscious program initially, and not many people know that, that new equals danger. From the beginning of time, the moment there's something new coming in, our brain get set into a danger mode. And what happens is that the warrior of the brain will always look at every every possible obstacle and every possible worst case scenario because it gets prepared to this is one of the biggest lies we base our ways of being on because you cannot up level yourself staying in the familiar. You cannot extend yourself if you don't learn something new, if you don't go somewhere you've never been, if you don't talk to someone you've never talked to. I really want to put it like right now, I think creating courses about that very specific lie and paradox that safety lies within a comfort zone. It doesn't. When we're children, imagine if we don't step out of our comfort zone, we never learn even how to walk. And what we do, we do to our children is that we encourage them to constantly get out of a comfort zone yeah. so that they can become amazing adults and have the same abilities as we do. Somehow, during the process, as adults, we become terrified stepping out of what we know, but we cannot grow staying in what we know. It's impossible. We agree with you that it is so important that we constantly challenge ourselves to be with outside of that comfort zone. It's something that I do, and it's something that I do from the minute I get up on the morning when I jump into my car shower. For me, you know, when you've been in your nice warm bed and then you jump in your car shower, and it's just like way out of the comfort zone. But for me, that that is the start for me, like the beginning of the day, just to kind of get out of that warm, fuzzy feeling, you know. 
Farah, who inspires you in personal development and why? I guess also oh, this, this links on to mentorship. Do you have any specific mentors? Am I asking two questions in one there? I'm not sure, but that was going to be one of my other questions. Always. I've always, from the very beginning of my journey, I've always uh, had mentors. I really strongly believe and recommend very highly that we invest in ourselves, that we invest in our growth, and that we learn from the people that have walked the path. Um, I've always had mentors from 2000 and. Three, that's when I started. Yeah, when I was 20, 23, 24, that's when I started. Um, and like most people, I started with books and then I re quickly realized that it's knowledge is not enough, that it's all about implementation. So, yeah, by 2004, I think I started traveling the world and learning from tremendous mentors and guides and masters. And from Peru to Thailand, I think there's nothing that came my way that I didn't touch. Um, a lot of them are not big and famous. But a lot of them were like, I even, I even took workshops from people that were in The Secret. Um, if you know about it, it's, um, it's all about law of attraction. So I was blessed to um, learn from Lisa Nichols, from Joe Dispenza, from uh, Jonas Araf. Like, it's, it's nonstop. And, um, and now, actually, I have business mentors. I've always, always, always had mentors. Now I have people that are helping me and guiding me to make my business a very viable one and hopefully an extremely successful one. It's been extremely successful, but now we're changing all of our ways to meet the digital um, demand. And to be even more successful. So, yeah, I actually know those guys that you're working with and they're absolutely fantastic. They're incredible. Phenomenal. They have shifted, they have changed everything for me. They are absolutely amazing. I very highly recommend them. Yeah, okay. So... It kind of goes without saying that you believe that it's important to to financially invest in yourself because there's a lot of people out there that don't want to make that financial commitment. But if you're not prepared to do that, then I guess quite often we're just going to be sat still. Absolutely. Knowledge is everywhere and it's available and we all put it out there. I mean, all of us are just doing everything we can to give as much information as we can. But the true change happens when we implement something. And for implementation, you have to physically invest in yourself and to physically attend a workshop or take a course and implement all these new learning. Otherwise, I mean, you go from self-development to self-development. Everybody has tons of books on God knows how many topics. And if we don't do anything about it, you know, motivation doesn't last. It's implementation that creates new pathways in your mind that make you literally change and transform yourself. You don't learn how to drive a car through a book. You learn how to drive a car, stepping into that car and physically doing it, which is how you create new pathways in your brain. So I very highly recommend investing in yourself. There is nothing more important and this is the strongest value you have is yourself, is your own personal extension and is implementing. This is when a change happens, when you implement everything. And I've realized that really early on, I was exhausting myself, talking to people and getting on stages and giving them everything that I could. And I've realized that, yeah, okay, I motivated you. Maybe this is going to last three days, but you're going to get back exactly where you were. Why? Because your pathways are set that way. And this is when it became very, very clear that it's when they are with me, when they are implementing things where they are experimenting and experiencing everything that true change happens. So very, very highly 
recommend that you find your teachers, your mentors in any, in an absolute any uh, modality or even like business or, or whatever it is, find the people that have walked that path and find the people that have made the mistakes because they have learned and they will teach you how not to make them and how to get a tremendous amount of time. So it's actually a gain of money to invest in ourselves. It's the complete opposite. What changes are you making in your business to adapt in this current climate? Oh my God, we're changing everything. <laughs> Absolutely everything. Um, I won't lie, technology was my pet peeve. Uh, the digital world was not my thing. I was very happy and I was acting a little bit blindsided. My company has been very successful. I love traveling the world. I love being on stages. I love being with you guys. Um, so when this happened, there's no way out. There's no escape. Like I can't be with anyone. I'm at my place. Even my private session had to move and, and go to Zoom. So we very quickly realized that we had to shift and change everything on an immediate basis. So the first thing that we've done is that we reach out to our market and ask them what is their needs right now and immediately. And we also went for our staff and to see what was the most urgent courses and workshops for us to shift and to change digitally. So what we are doing, what we're currently working around the clock, I don't think I've had a day off in the last 21 days, is to take all of our content, make it relevant, shift it, and make it um, answering the current demands uh, and create online and digital courses. So creating a platform, creating uh, courses via webinars, changing everything. I mean, you used to give workshops that last three to five days on webinars. I'm not going to keep somebody on their laptop the entire day. So. It's now two hours, so we we work in all of our content and everything that we do to be able to fit the demand and to um, respond to a lot more people at the same time because there's a lot of people that are struggling with their mental being. I was watching a live stream yesterday with Dave Crane. I'm sure you've probably heard of Dave. He's he's quite well known in the Middle East. He's actually from the Northeast, the same as I am, like literally two miles up the road. And I had him on this podcast and he's been doing a daily live every day during lockdown. And I think it's called the lockdown or something. Um, I can't remember. Toilet paper diaries or something. And um, I watched one of them yesterday and they said something that that really stuck with me. And obviously, like yourself, he is a prominent speaker. And the gentleman that he, he, he does this show with someone else and the gentleman that he was talking to was just like, look, things have changed. You know, the, you actually standing up on a stage and delivering your keynote right now, that just isn't going to happen. We have to adapt. You've got to adapt your business and look at, be creative and look at different ways of, of reaching out to your audience digitally. Um, because those days of standing on a stage are over. Whether or not they are over, I really don't know, and I, and I hope that is not the case. I hope that we will get back to normality at some point in the not-too-distant future, but I do think at the moment we are all really having, having to adapt. And in a way, it's very good, because if this does go back to... The way, if we do go back to how we were before, at least people like yourself and like Dave and like myself will all have these digital systems put in place. 
we'll have the benefit of both worlds. Absolutely, absolutely, and and that's exactly what I was I was going to say when I heard you talking is that this is not a waste. This is actually a great way, for example, to have passive income, having my workshop um, recorded and available on an academy is money while I sleep. In all fairness, without knowing you, I mean, I don't know you that well, and I'm certainly not a mind reader, but I can imagine that was probably on your to-do list anyway. Absolutely. But to be honest, I was procrastinating a little bit because, because I had... Uh, I had um, a little bit of self-judgment and not liking me on video. And it was also, to be honest, the worry of being able to be that impactful. Because it's a very different technique. In all honesty, being on stage or doing live workshop and doing, um, doing them digitally via video, via screen, we have to learn how to do it. It's a very different mm. way, way to to tap and to touch our audience and to help our audience. It's very, very different. As I told you, just the amount of time, like I have to separate a three days or five days workshop into two, three hours. I don't have the same um, reach being physically with them, being able to work physically with them. I don't have, I cannot gather their energy through a screen because I literally read where they are and I shift everything that I do according to the biggest uh, demand or need happening within my audience. And this is why we've been studying everything and bringing the most um, relevant uh, areas to focus on. But it's also a very different technique. The great thing about it is that it's something that we, we can always use. And regardless, with social media, with all the, um, all the platforms available and everything going on out there, it was something that was unavoidable. It just went there faster. Exactly. Going back to what you were saying that you don't like yourself in video, I think given by the conversation that we had before we came on air today, you'll know that I feel exactly the same. Um, but sometimes, you know, but just from me looking at you, you look fantastic. Like you really do look amazing. You have got a face for video, that's for sure. You've definitely got the look for it. I think sometimes it just takes, you just need to hear that from somebody. I think we just need to get out, get over ourselves and, and just kind of get on with it. Absolutely. And I, obviously, I, you know, I told you, you're beautiful and you look amazing. And you always do when you're, I mean, obviously, you're a native English speaker. Just that made me feel bad. I'm like, I don't even speak English properly. <laughs> so, you know, we can always cancel here, but find areas. And like, I used to be a perfectionist. I am a perfectionist, but I, I have actually reprogrammed myself when it comes to that. I've realized that it was just giving me too much pressure. I used to have anxiety coming in front of the camera and at the beginning of this, I'm like, okay, what is it? And I went and I looked within myself and I quickly realized that it was perfectionism. And I knew I had it, but I thought it was something very positive. I'm like, it always pushes me to do better. But it's great. I want to keep this perfectionism. The actual truth, and when I did my, I worked on myself and I did a full session, it had been a while I didn't do a session on myself. I worked on myself and I realized that this um, area of perfectionism did not allow me and did not allow me to be kind to myself to make mistakes. And I was too concerned about the mistake that I could make, but so very quickly shift that. Um, but I've, what I've realized and something that I tell myself constantly, actually, when it comes to 
stepping out of the comfort zone is literally what I what I do for a living is bigger than me. What I do, I was I feel like I was chosen. I feel like I went through all the the dramatic stories that I come from and 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 all of my past, so that my soul was ready to answer to anybody that comes with any kind of challenges. And so it became very clear to me that my purpose was bigger than me. And it's not okay for me to delay helping others because I can get over the way I look on camera or the way I look or the way I speak. It's not okay. It became very clear to me that it's not okay not to be of service because I can get over myself. So I'm like, change it, shift it now, get over yourself and do what you got to do. Exactly. Because we all have that is valued to someone else, each and every single one of us. A nine-year-old has value to a seven-year-old. So it's it's never okay to say, but what can I do and what do I have? You all have skills. You all have amazing abilities. You all have something to give to someone else and you are all are an influence to someone else. Exactly. So let's, let's help others. Let's inspire others. Let's get out there and do whatever it takes. Exactly. You put it perfectly there. Farah, you've been doing work with Yahoo during lockdown. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I've been so blessed and uh, I strongly believe as can you shall get. When this started, uh, again, very clear, get on video, get over yourself, work on myself and magic happens when we do this kind of work. The next day I was approached by Yahoo. And they said that they started this uh, lunchtime session, realizing that, you know, the news are quite depressing and obviously it's a news platform, among other things. And they said they want to do something to help and inspire the people and give them a little break during the day. And they approached me, they're like, would you, would you mind? And I said, it would be an honor. I was terrified, <laughs> to be honest. But I obviously realized that I can, you know, it's, it's a big platform. There's a lot of eyeballs in there and there's a lot of people I could help. I jumped on it immediately. And... Believe it or not, for somebody who was not okay doing videos, I jumped in and did live immediately. So live, there's no mistake. You cannot be recorded. You cannot do anything. So yeah, it's an honor. I'm there twice a week, um, every Monday and Friday. Uh, I think now it's 3.30 UE, 12.30 um, UK time. And I give 10 to 15 minutes uh, videos on different topics. And it's, uh, it's a blessing. I'm very, very honored to be of service to the community. That's fantastic. And well done for that. Well done for just jumping in with both feet into the deep end. And I bet now that you've done that, the whole idea of being in front of a camera doesn't actually feel that daunting. Excuse me, if, if, if you wouldn't mind repeating, I didn't hear you clearly. I said, I said, I said, well done for jumping in to the deep end with both feet. And, and I guess that the idea now of sitting in front of a camera and you know, recording yourself doesn't actually seem that daunting. Now you've been doing that like twice a week. I'm still dancing with it. I won't lie. Um, <laughs> but I, I keep on pushing. If I find something big that's stopping me, I work on myself. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess after a while it will become a lot easier. It's a lot easier than initially, but still. I always like, I still have a hard time, for example, watching myself. Like I don't really look at it or I'll put the voice so I can adjust it and do it better. And, but I wouldn't easily look at myself, but I just, you know, I find ways. I don't look at myself. I listen to it and I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is great value. Okay. Let me add this. Let me do this. Let me do that. Let me change this the next time. But 
often I put it as a background noise, but I still don't look at it. Yeah. You know, look, I totally get you. I feel totally the same. And that's why I, that is why I got a subscription for that StreamYard. That was the platform that you and I were supposed to go on before this, but we had to jump over to Zoom because of the noise in the background. And the reason I did that was uh, because I can live stream to multiple channels with that. But even podcasts to a degree, when I first started podcasting, it was outside of my comfort zone. And then you get comfortable in it being audio. So to, to push it a little bit more and to, to provide a greater reach, I decided that going live was the way forward. I'm challenging myself in exactly the same ways that you are. And I'm totally with you and I totally understand all your insecurities. But you're right, we've just got to get over it because it's like you said you have got so much value to give not getting yourself out there and sharing your knowledge your stories with the world you would be doing people an injustice and when we talk about it, it sounds crazy doesn't it when you know we're putting all these excuses in the way like oh I don't like my hair I don't like this you know we've just got to get it over ourselves and just do it basically <laughs> Absolutely. And to be honest, we can relate more to, to imperfections. If we are too polished, like if I see someone that, you know, is flawless in appearances, you like, you know, you don't really connect with that person. It's our mistake that makes us us. It's exactly. our imperfection perfect and that makes us individuals. Literally changing the perception of ourselves, understanding that what we do, our skills, our talent can be of service to someone else and it's not okay to keep it for ourselves. We get over it immediately. I mean, the moment there's something that scares me, I'm like, let's jump onto it right now. It's time to extend. So I applaud you. Well done, honestly. And you look amazing and your voice is so soothing. Like, I feel like you, you know, you bring calmness to my heart just by listening to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And believe it or not, I used to hate my voice. I used to think that I sounded like I had, um, I spoke on a monotone and that my voice was really boring. And of course, people would make fun of it. I've been made fun of it in, in the past. And even quite recently, I've been made fun of my voice. Um, but you know, I've definitely grown to love it. And I do like it. And I'm actually working on my voice even more. And I was actually, funnily enough, I was watching a live stream the other day with a gentleman from America, and he was from quite a rough background, and he'd had quite a, a tough upbringing, but he sounded so good on uh, on video, and he had the most beautiful voice that you just didn't expect to come from somebody like like himself with his background he made a reference it was it was actually my friend Spencer it was he was interviewing a guy that had been on death row for a few years I can't remember Nick Har Yaris I think and what Nick had said was that he um quite early on when he got out of prison and he you know he started telling a story he was working with somebody can't remember who it was but this person said your voice is everything you have to be able to engage and, you know, kind of bring people into your heart. So he spent a lot of time working on his delivery. I've still got a long way to go on that, but I think just accepting that my voice is not actually that boring now. 
I used to think I, I, used, I honestly used to think I'd send people to sleep. Yeah, the way that kind of we speak is, you know, and just being able to draw people into us, it, it really is important. So that is, for me, that is a continuous development to continually work on on my voice because sometimes I know when I'm making an effort I can come across as being quite calm and soft and then other times I know I can come across as being quite quite hard do you know what I mean so I think it's just being kind of conscious about the way that we deliver I think we all have many different personalities that can pop in from time to time um I remember the one that I had to work on because I haven't had to be on survival mode my entire life. I was very much in a masculine energy and I, and I loved it. And I remember at the time I used to make judgment on the feminine energy. I used to think it was weak. I used to think I didn't really have time to even deal with my emotion going through the drama stories that I was going through. Um, because, you know, when you find yourself in the streets, you don't have time to cry. You have to find a way to literally find something to eat and get a roof and sort yourself out. So my coping mechanism in my youth until my early 20s was to literally step on feelings and keep on moving on. And I realized when I started this years ago, I was still very much functioning as a very strong man. And then I realized, and I was sharing my stories without it, literally without real emotion, not because... Um, I, I didn't feel it, but simply because I had dealt with it. So I was able to bring things such as I was, you know, abandoned and rejected and being homeless, which is, you know, touch, really touches people's hearts. Um, and I only bring those stories so I can give them examples that are relevant to them. Because um, we have the tendency to always think that it's the end of the world when we go through something, but there's always a way out. And this is why I bring those stories. Because it helps them realize, like, okay, she made it out of this, like this. There's, there's always a way, and um, and it's at that time that I was like, okay, let's 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 be a little less, you know, just like a bulldog going through things. Because I'm always on a fast track, and I always want them to get there immediately. And I was like, no, let's just relax it. Let's just embrace the feminine. And I agree, it's 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 always. Um, it's work in progress, and I think we will always be work in progress, and I think that's the beauty of life, is that we keep on extending ourselves as we do what we do. From when I started doing this to now, I mean, the, the, everything shifted tremendously because we learn and we grow and we evolve and we shift even what we do in our own systems to, 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 to make it more relevant as we go along, and I think... Things like our voices, and, and it fascinates me, and this is what's always amazing, and this is part of the work that we do, that you have this perception of yourself. It's fascinating, because to me, you have the most tremendous way to, to, to talk, and this elegance, and it's distinguished, and it's soothing. Like, you bring, really, you bring serenity to my heart when I listen to you. Um, and it's, fasc it's, it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating that you have those own perception. And I want to applaud you that you decided to just, you know, let's get over it. What I do is bigger than me. My voice is what it is, but I'm sure some people will connect with it. There's no matter who you are, no matter whatever level and stage we are, there's always people that will resonate with us. There are just simple little techniques 
you know, like even before I, I'm going to share a little thing with you that I do even before I go on to a podcast. It's a technique that was taught to me by an ex-actor and he's now a vocal coach. And you've probably come across this before where you put your, your fingers in your mouth like that. So I just put my fist in my mouth like that. So those that are listening on podcast aren't going to be able to see this, but I literally just put my fist in my mouth and I talk. And I say like a, um, a a nursery rhyme, which is Mary had a little lamb, her fleece is white as snow. So I literally just put my fist in my mouth. And this is a technique that a lot of actors use to get rid of accents, you know, and just to make yourself sound more clear. And when I do that, it just, it's like exercise for my mouth. And I just feel that I sound more confident. So there's just little things, little kind of tips and hacks that, that I use before I... Um... Hey, now I'm going to try that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Or alternatively, some people put a pencil. This is a lip gloss, but same thing. Put a pencil. Yeah, and it's very subtle, but oh my God, it makes a massive difference. Wow. I will implement it immediately. Thank you. <laughs> I'd really like to thank you for your time today. And I apologize for the um, the mess around that we had at the beginning on StreamYard. Um, hopefully I can get you on live, even if it's just for 15 minutes at some point in the future. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I really appreciate your time and, and like your wisdom. Thank you, Zoe. It's been a pleasure and an honor to be with you. Thank you so much for having me thank you everybody who's listening i hope you find it relevant and helpful and yeah i'll be looking forward if we can do a live great fantastic Thanks. and not to worry meant to happen this way it's always for the great exactly where can people find you farah um the easiest way is the website so farahkabir.com um register on it and you would have all the and all the videos that we send in and all the content that we send in out there. Um, I'm also on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Instagram, Facebook is Farah Mindset. Uh, LinkedIn is Farah Kabir. And I think that's all the... No, and YouTube, forgive me, and YouTube on Farah Kabir. 